0: We're joined by Colin O'Malley, one of LA's top uh, FPV drone pilots. You've been all over the world on a bunch of different gigs. You've had reels popping off, um, you know, pretty much everything that a drone pilot can dream of these days. Um, with the industry that is FPV, it has often gets a pretty polarizing uh, outlook by a lot of people. Like some people think it's just a trend, it's just a fad that's going to eventually disappear. Well, most people that are flying them and they believe in the industry think that it's going to be, you know, continue to revolutionize film and and stay for the long haul. What's your What's your take?
1: I would agree. I would say that 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 FPV drone filming is is not going anywhere. It's going to progress, and it has already progressed insanely fast. Um, we've we've seen it go from. Sort of more traditional, uh, sort of DJI Phantom Mavic type drones um, to FPV sort of breaking into this industry and really sort of paving a new way and so these uh, these pilots that have um, had a background in in flying FPV drones before this uh, world has kind of turned into this um, has have had a little bit of a leg up in being able to you know use their skill sets to um, to 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 fly and film and it's the reason why I don't think it's from necessarily going to go anywhere is because uh, productions film productions have wanted to be able to put a camera you know just about anywhere for the longest time they'll always want to be able to put a camera you know where, where they physically can't and so FPV drones has probably been one of the biggest leaps in being able to put a camera wherever you want, where wherever it needs to be um, in dynamic and agile ways and um, it's changing movies, things like you know where you used to have a crane or need to have a crane or a whole production uh, you can have a drone and we're seeing dual operator setups that are changing the game for that and so uh, I don't think it's going anywhere.
0: I agree. Ten years from now, what do you think is going to be the the, you know, the next thing that the drone's going to be doing right now. They're flying under, you know, through cars and, you know, diving different buildings and things for creative shots. What do you think is going to be the next level?
1: I, it's hard to say. Um, I, I think we're, we're definitely seeing a progression of everything getting, um, smaller, you know, just generally, generally, you know, cameras and everything getting, getting smaller and being able to fit onto smaller setups. Um, most recently I've seen, um, you know, someone break down the, the Inspire 3 Mm -hmm. into just its bare bones and, you know, and put that on an FPV drone. So it's, it's something to where we're, we're getting these, these really, really high quality camera setups on much smaller and smaller systems. And that allows us to put that camera just about anywhere, you know, get it, get it where we need to go. And it's taking up less spaces so we can fit through tinier gaps. We can... Uh, fly around people safely and and, and um, on set, so I think that that's sort of a natural progression of it.
0: My favorite shots so lately have been, I'm sure you saw it, BHA's shot where they went from CineLifter drone to handheld, um, and then had this whole narrative from flying the drone, then having it be handheld and following somebody. Like Mo and I have talked a lot about different ideas that we can do for that, where it's like, you're flying, then you get handheld, then you walk indoors somewhere. Like I think the the potential is huge. And yeah, I'm excited yeah. To, to see that. How did you? Where, where's the origin of, of FPV for you? You know, a lot of people started during COVID. What's what's your story?
1: For me, um, I'll I'll say that uh, there's like kind of like a separation of, of overall remote control and, and remote control hobby, um, and then and then FPV. And I've I've had been very fortunate that that. When I was when I was a kid, um, I one of my very first sort of uh, toys that flew was this thing called Air Hogs, and it was a it was an air compressor airplane. You literally you'd pump it up and you 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 hit the propeller, it started spinning, and you just chuck it in the air, and it would maybe do one or two loops and and come right back down on laying on the ground. There's no control, but I you know was in love with flight, and so I'd built. Uh, different RC planes with my dad, kind of growing up, and so I've always kind of had it as a as a hobby, um, and I've always kind of enjoyed it. And I had my probably first experience with FPV is when I had purchased a Phantom Two, and I was uh, exploring this world of being able to film with a GoPro on the the bottom of it with a gimbal, and was like trying to get shots just line of sight. I was trying to film, I was flying backwards, I was trying to, you know, yaw in the right way to try and get shots, and I'm just guessing where the, where the camera is, and, I'm, and I have no idea. And so I was really inspired to put FPV onto it, and so I, f- I found some tutorials online, I found a, um, I think, a, an old 600 milliwatt um, transmitter, and I, I soldered it up, I wired it up, my very first sort of FPV drone, and it was through a GoPro Hero Three um, through the yeah. through the HD Three gimbal on a Phantom yeah. Two, so you were and, old school. and that was <laughs> that was my very first experience with with FPV, and that was uh, it was kind of addicting, but it was one of the lowest lowest la- or the highest latency uh, experience of FPV that I've ever experienced because you're going through the GoPro through the gimbal through this transmitter. So you had to be very, very cautious about getting close to stuff because your 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 latency was so high. Yeah. When, or, yeah. How long ago was that? Oh man, I'd have to look up. I'd have to look up when the Phantom Two came out. So um, like ten years, five years. Wait, yeah, wait. it's. Oh yeah. That's 10 like year. early twenty tens. Yeah, 2010s. yeah <sighs> exactly. But it's I mean. it's something to where um, I had always it had always been a hobby um, up until the pandemic hit. And, and that's when um, things got things slowed down. And so things got busy for a short bit because I was an IT director for a charter school and uh, we were all thrown to remote work. And so I had to sort of invent and create some of these systems to allow the, the school to continue to keep doing what it was doing, but remotely. Yeah. And so I had a lot of work up front and then things got kind of weirdly slow where it's like, okay, I don't really know what to do with myself. And I had... Uh, uh, don't know how, I wanna, how deep I want to get into it with this question, but um, <laughs> found an online community uh, that, had, that my, my good friend and now roommate started, uh, Cash Money. She started this thing called Edit Party, and I found this online community. They, I started sharing some of the stuff that I was doing, um, just either through live streaming or sharing some of the stuff that I would catch with my, my FPV drone, and people were really responsive to it. People were really like, this, you're really good. You, you, you've got some cool content that you're, you're shooting. And it really started to become infectious, and I really, really wanted to do more of that. And it has slowly turned into what it is now, and now it's a full-time career for me. Um, so it's been quite a bit of a leap and a jump since then, but I'm very, very grateful. <laughs>
0: totally. I, that, a lot of pilots, I think, started in COVID because they're like, what else, what else am I supposed to do? You know, they find a new hobby, pick up a drone, and then... Um, most of them are, a lot of them are now pretty successful with it. Yeah. Uh, how do you think that, it's a pretty interesting background being in IT, so you're obviously pretty good with tech. How do you think that that translated into your, your flying?
1: Yeah, so being, um, working with, being an IT director and, and constantly working with, um, with computers, uh, I previously had used to work for um, Apple for about six years or so. So I'd always have a, a big passion for sort of Apple products and, and, and that kind of technology. And so it really translated very well to you know, wanting to tinker. Um, flying drones is a good portion of it is troubleshooting. Um, you're, you're constantly troubleshooting issues that are, are arising or popping up, um, whether it come building or flying and tuning. Um, there's so many different parts of it that kind of lend itself to, yeah, you, you need to, you have to be a geek to, to want to keep doing this stuff. There's a lot of people that share that they want to fly drones. Um, and I have no doubt that they want to fly it, but it's the 80 to 90% of the other part of it is battery management, is soldering. It's all the other little pieces that um, you got to kind of enjoy to make this thing a full circle you know, experience for yourself. It, it's, it's something, but it's not just the flying.
0: <laughs> What's the biggest challenge that you've had on a set so far?
1: The biggest challenge that I've had on set... Uh,
0: in relation to, to what you're talking about,
1: gear just gear not working. Um, I was um, I was on set for I was thinking of, of a recent recent one was, I was on set for Mr. Beast. Um, this was in um, kind of deserts of California. Mr. Beast wasn't on set, so I didn't get to meet him. But I was working with his with his crew. Uh, we were capturing um, these uh, sort of people that won a trip to go meet Mr. Beast and they were they were getting the full American experience and I was hired to get some pretty standard just Mavic drone shots of this car driving down a road and um, that, that was really the only ask was was with just these Mavic shots and we were uh, had a limited amount of time that we had to be able to to get this shot because they'd shut down the road and I, they were like, we only got a few more minutes. We're, we're about to, to close up shot. And I was like, all right, let me get one more shot. Uh, cause I knew that I really wanted to just get FPV. You know, I really think that that's a, a more dynamic, especially, you know, car driving down the road. And that's just way better footage than, than what you're going to get with a Mavic. Yeah. Um, and so I was like, we're going to get this one last shot. So I went, had everything all set. It was pretty much me and just a few other people with this production. So it was really kind of, uh, um, the pressure was on to make sure that you were you know, able to, to produce these shots. And I had police officers waiting, and, and so the, the, everything was kind of on the line. And I had the quad arming, went to take off, and all of a sudden, it doesn't, doesn't take off, and one of the propellers had just spun up and flew off. <laughs> uh, one, of the, one of the nuts on the propeller wasn't, wasn't tight enough, and so it had just popped off, and it was like the nut was gone, the propeller was gone. And I was like, oh, "Give me hold on just a second, uh-huh. just just, ha- just pause the production for just a second. Just need me one one more quick adjustment." So I ran quickly right into my van, grabbed another propeller, found another nut in my my kit. And this oftentimes, where people, why do you have so much gear? Because you always want to bring backups of of yep. everything that you need. Uh, threw a nut on there, cinched down the prop, did a quick hover test to make sure everything was looking good, and then was like, "All right, we're getting the shot." And boom, it was. Uh, um, was able to get the get, get up in the air and flew around for them and, uh, of course, uh, the only shots that they used in the production was the FPV shots. They didn't use any of the Mavic shots. So, so I was I was very confirming to know <laughs> that you know uh, it was worth it to make sure I got those shots um, and that I you know made everything happen to make sure I got that. So it was a little bit of like troubleshooting, uh, keeping your cool, and you know still we'll getting the shot. So. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I mean that's that's also a pretty good case study of how good FPV is. It's like you gave them the standard shots too, but but all the mm-hmm. only ones they used were were the FPV. That's mm-hmm. awesome. Yeah. What what how how quickly did you go from being you know a hobbyist with this to to getting getting paid?
1: I think in some ways a lo- very long time because I had I've I've enjoyed flying drones um, since before before FPV was a thing. I need to go look up exactly which micro quad it was, but I I had. I've I've had some uh, really really small you know two and a half three inch quads or so in the past, um, even before um, gyroscopic addy mode was a thing. Like it, they had zero. It was you were acro whether you liked it or not. There was nothing. There was no self stabilization, and so those things would crash constantly. And you'd you'd get it. You'd get it a hover, and you'd feel really confident. And that was about as you know as about as good as you would get for that. And then you could kind of fly around stuff, but you really didn't have anything beyond uh being able to have that line of sight look to it so the the progression has been kind of slow in in the sense that um I've I've sort of picked up drones along the way I've had I've had fun flying them um but really <coughs> it has picked up within the last 2 to 3 years so really since the cool. since the pandemic is when I've really put in all my effort into, you know, making this a, a full-time thing. So that's, that's when it's really kind of kicked off for me.
0: <laughs> How did you get your first opportunity once you were finally paid to come out?
1: So some of the, some of the first opportunities that I had um, was, was working with, with Cash Bunny, um, as well as some people that um, were, were here in L.A. Uh, one, of the, one of the very first opportunities I got was to work with um, Ari Farure, um, it, to shoot the Hollywood Bowl. Thanks. And that was a, a really, really amazing opportunity um, to come out and, and, and capture that. Um, just before those, those times, I uh, was um, utilizing my, my footage to kind of help out with uh, uh, different, um, different productions. I had another friend through, through this edit party uh, group um, that was uh, connected with a music festival called Dirty Bird Camp Out. And they were about to do a production in Denver. and um, we had some friends coming into town, and it was sort of a little bit of a meetup to kind of uh, just see each other. And I had my drone along with me, and we were like, well, they're, we're, they're, the venue is going to be here. So I just went, just brought my drone. I shot this venue, um, and I handed over the footage just completely for free. And it was just like, here, your friend. I, I don't know what you guys can do with this footage. Um, I just had fun shooting a, a, a simple, you know, boring blank venue. There was there was nothing to it. It was just really just a park. Um, but I handed over that footage, and they really liked it. They really really thought it was pretty great. And um, that same person was like, We'd really like to have you come out to this music festival, Dirty Bird Camp Out. And so that was kind of one of my very first like, experiences of, of really trying to get out here and do this. They're so, like, We have a, a very small budget. Um, and so that budget barely took care of the cost of my travel to get out there it was really, really almost just a wash in terms of, in terms of everything that I need to get, the plane ticket, the rental car, all of that sort of stuff to get out there. Um, I, I slept in the back of the rental for the music festival. It was you know, maybe not the most ideal situation, but I had the most amazing time because here it was, I was getting experience to uh, do what I love, fly drones and experience music, which I had never really done any kind of music festivals before. And that was one of my very first, like, really, really uh, full kind of production experiences. Yeah. Um, that was really, really fun. Sweet. Yeah.
0: I think that's something that a lot of people trying to get into the industry underestimate is like, you're going to have to make sacrifices. Like, our first paid gig was pretty much just covering the travel. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And yet, that some people don't realize how long or how many opportunities that that can lead to. Yeah. Um, so, in terms of the, the business side of things, what, do you do any sort of outreach? You know, a lot of creatives only want to be involved in the creative and, you know, they, they'll post their work, they'll get some gigs, um, but what are you doing to, to kind of push yourself past that, if, if anything, to, to, to get more business?
1: For me, it has been a little bit of two tracks of, of uh, posting my, my content to Instagram <laughs> and, and using that as a little bit of a resume to kind of showcase, you know, my most most recent work or the things that I've I've worked on with other productions and with other companies, and so I enjoy doing that. I don't just I don't really, I don't make any money off of the Instagram you know videos that I that I post, um, but I have I have found that consistently posting has uh, shown my work to more people has mm-hmm. allowed more people to see my content and therefore that people have then reached out to me to um you know work to work with me to collaborate to to shoot together uh, um so those <clears throat> those experiences have been very confirming by doing that uh and then a lot of it has been you know word of mouth um i think that uh, that um there may be a lot of people that can fly drones but you also need to be able to be easy and good to work with and yep. uh, able to produce the content that they're looking for you know so you're you're not only good at flying, um, which is, is a very, very important part of it, but it's also, you know, can you work with a team? Can you understand creative direction? Can you, um, uh, have your own creative ideas that you can kind of bring to the table and and all of those things kind of come together to make it, uh, make you a sought after, you know, pilot, you know, that, that people want to work with that, um, continue, can continue to produce videos that, that people want to watch that are engaging i think those are all really important factors
0: it's amazing to me how many peop, how many drone pilots don't think about the like customer service side of the industry yeah like to me i th- I always preach a lot about how that is the most important thing it's like there's a lot of drone pilots that can get pretty similar shots but the way that you interact with the client and with the people on set and how they feel when they're working with you is mm-hmm. i think going to lead to even more of those word of mouth yeah. referrals than somebody that just shows up and shoots. Yeah. yeah. Um,
1: yeah. If you, if you, if you're, you're offering more than what they hired you to do, then you're probably going to get hired again. You know, if you, if you bring more to the table than, than, you know, just simply flying and capturing shots, they're going to say, this guy was really good. Uh, I would hire him again. You'd, Definitely, you know, if people are asking, oh, I need a drone pilot. And you can prove that you can shoot in so many different types of situations, so many types of environments hot, cold, you know, uh, rainy, snowy. You know, there's so many different types of intense environments, proximity wise, uh, RF frequencies. You know, just mm-hmm. there's so many different factors that really lend itself to, you know, can you still produce a shot? and fly in all sorts of different situations.
0: What do you think is the one thing that, that you do that separates yourself from everybody else? Or like what the one tip that you can give to, to other pilots that you think is is like the most important?
1: I don't know if I of have anything. just... Yeah, I don't know if Because there's
0: something that sets you apart. You're getting gigs that other people aren't. So what? why is that?
1: I think there is a sense of... Cho- choosing cre- creatively choosing your shot while you're flying is is something that um, I've I've had people comment on when they've watched some of the footage that that I've captured. Uh, it really stands out to me when they notice that uh, oh wow you're really you're composing your shots as you're flying. You're you're thinking through what is going to look good in post or what what shot is going to make it you know to to the to the, uh, to the, the final edit. And so you're, you're thinking through those things as you're flying, and so you're, you're, you're finding lead-ins, you're finding ways to compose shots. You understand that your subject's got to be centered, especially in this world of, of vertical, uh, you know, that that when you're, you're flying, if that thing's not centered and your subject's not centered, then um, it may not work out very well. And it'll only work out if it's, you know, a 16 by nine. So there's a lot of, a lot of things that Lend itself to finding the right shot, finding a good shot, and sort of doing that dynamically. Um, I think that that, that helps separate uh, some of the pilots that are kind of janky, you know, jittery flyers, or someone who's understanding smooth motion and connecting shots.
0: I, I'm glad you brought that up because I've, I've actually in a lot of different like Facebook groups and stuff, seen a lot of debates um, of you know a lot of the most popular pilots now are people that originate in racing and so they're really mm-hmm. good at speed and and you know weaving through all these tight corners at a million miles an hour um but i think the the people that separate themselves that get on those bigger sets and get the bigger gigs and just are better are the ones that kind of put cinematography first mm-hmm. uh rather than you know just being able to race that doesn't necessarily mean you're going to compose a shot so i think i think yeah. it's really interesting
1: yeah I, I it is it on the flip side of it i i do there's always an element of you know, imposter syndrome with this. You know, I, I do see these, these pilots that are, are in, incredible racers, you know, these kids that are 15, 16-year-olds that, that would absolutely murder me on a track.
0: Yeah, but does that, that, does
1: that, that matter <laughs> in it, it, terms of what you're trying to do? Know. I don't it, know. Yeah. It's, it's, it's when I say that imposter syndrome, you go, well, I couldn't necessarily do that. Right. Um, I may not be able to operate my drone in that same rate of speed. Um, but I am confident in my own abilities and I'm confident in, in getting the kind of shots that, that, that I'm excited about that, that, that bring me joy. And I, and I'm, that helps recenter myself a little bit on that. <laughs>
0: yeah. I mean, one of the examples I'm thinking of of yours was, um, you, you, and I think all of your roommates and a bunch of people were out in the Maldives doing, mm-hmm. doing a big shoot with a resort and... Um, what was it? It was like a transition shot where you're trying to fly under the bungalow from inside <laughs> yeah. or something. I, walk me through that, because that was, I think, a really creative shot that a lot of people wouldn't have wouldn't have thought of.
1: Thank you. Yeah. So the the, the uh, one of this these sort of yeah staple clients um, that that we've now had that I've gotten to work with twice now has been um, Sun Siam Resorts in the in the Maldives. And so uh, last year we got the opportunity to go out and they they. Um, had us go to uh, five different islands over the course of 25 days and so we got to shoot uh, pretty much every single day all of these different islands so I got to really really experience everything and that, that first time it was just shoot 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 experience all the different excursions and, and just get as much content as possible so we, we really created a really cool cool um, sort of one conception project video um, and that really really took off and that was um, really, really great. So that was like 10 different creators. We all put in a lot of work and effort to, to making that. And so by doing that, they loved that that project and they brought us back. And so this year we got to go back um, for about t- two weeks and we went to, to uh, three, di- three different islands. And so with that knowledge of, of going there originally, it was really fun to go back and come back with creative ideas about how we might shoot it Again, differently, new ways of 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 shooting things, and so. When I had a massage in one of these spas, and you literally have a a glass, you know, floor right in front of you, you can look down and see the fish. I instantly had this idea that was like, it'd be so cool if you had this like shot of like flying through that, and to give that people an experience that if you didn't get to see it in real life, you wouldn't really know that that there's a connecting sort of like outside-inside experience. So couldn't move the plate of glass that was, you know, set in place. So I uh, decided to make a, two different connecting shots of, of flying in. And then, um, because I couldn't really uh, necessarily uh, pitch the camera down in a, in a way that would... Um, uh, either not not destroy the drone or <laughs> or or you know be a, be a weird shot in the the zoom side of things um, decided to have it be a handheld shot sort of a fly-in handheld catch to uh, a sort of movement down into the uh, glass pane and then another shot flying out from underneath and and out and it was a it took us a couple of times to sort of uh, get our, our communication right and get the the shot of of him catching the drone. Um, and for that one, we, we worked it out so that he actually let me know when to disarm because he, he could kind of be right into position. So he would let me know, all right, three, two, one, disarm. And I would disarm right when he was able to go ahead and catch the drone and continue that motion and brought it at a post, had a couple of play movements of trying to get the shots to connect and um really happy with how it, how it came out.
0: Yeah. Shots. It was rad. <laughs> uh, how, if I can ask, how did you, how are you guys able to land that, that gig? Cause I, I think we touched on a little bit earlier, but being able to, you know, realize that you're not always going to be paid in full every time, but doing things that lead to more opportunities, um, you know, is very important.
1: Uh, yeah. So when early on in, in my career with, with, um, doing this, we had this opportunity to, to film this resort. It was, um, not a paid gig. It was, um, we we were going to have to pay for our own flights to get out there. Um, but once we were out there, um, our, our accommodations and food and things like that were were taken care of. And so, um, I was so excited to, you know, try that out. Um, luckily at the time I was, I was continuing to do um, some remote IT work, so that was what allowed me to be able to say yes to a project like that um, if i if I didn't have a little bit of, of something else going on, I don't know if I could have said yes to that it would it would have been an amazing opportunity, but it is an aspect of of you still have to be able to take care of rent and <laughs> all of your other bills and things so mm-hmm. um, i was was fortunate enough to be able to maintain a, a remote IT job for, for a while. Uh, that I'm no longer doing that. And so now I am full-time with uh, applying.
0: That's the goal, of course, mm-hmm. for most people, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think my answer to this next question would, you know, at Epic Drunkers, we do a ton of outreach. So we send, you know, hundreds of emails, messages a day to just get our, our word out there. But what would you say um, for somebody that's just starting out, what do you think is the the number one thing if you're going to do something to, to get that first gig, whether it's paid or not?
1: Uh, I think that you need to show your your work. Um, so I think that if you're your confident in ability that you, you can fly and film, that you you capture footage with friends and, and other people that you can doing different activities um, to show off that you can chase a subject, that you can... Um, create dynamic shots that you, um, you know, if you choose to be uh, also, you know, an editor, um, which I think you kind of have to be in, a, in an essence of, you know, unless you have enough money that you can always just hire editors, you're going to need to know how to handle your own footage. You need to know how to, to do something with it to produce um, videos that are you know, people are gonna to want to watch, which um, is a
0: lot harder on FPV than standard. It is, video. yeah. I
1: see. I've seen a lot of, and I, it's funny because I, I actually love watching them when I get Instagram ads for for FPV pilots that are, you can tell are probably just starting out and they don't know editing and they don't know um, compositing. They maybe didn't even color it. Um, and they're, they're sponsoring their, their, their Instagram posts and I love watching them because they crack me up (laughs) (laughs) because it's like a really horrible fly through a, a really janky house or something. And it's, it's like, rather than putting your money on, you know, sponsoring an Instagram post, which I've never done, I, 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 don't really believe in, in that paid, I think there's places for paid advertisements, but, um, if it's something that you're wanting to, to grow your work genuinely, I, I don't. Think that that's the way to do it. But getting out there, shooting content that is things that you're excited about and that show off your skills as a pilot, just start putting that out there. And, you know, I'm not going to say that there's one, uh, one social media that's probably the best. Instagram has been a really good one for me, and the, the community that I have there has been really great. But if you're posting to YouTube, TikTok, uh, Instagram, um, they're kind of all different venues that you kind of need to be posting to um, in order to keep getting your, your name out there and getting your content out there. Yeah. I think.
0: Well, it's, it's just about time to get you to get you flying. But okay. what <laughs> you just mentioned um, about Instagram, it's like these days there, there's a large thought that Instagram now is kind of dead and you know, the algorithm screws people over because uh, you know they only show all the popular posts. Well, you know, there's a lot of opinions about it. And yet you have kind of cracked that lately. Uh, the opposite. You had a, a video that I thought was awesome get, I think, about 2 million views. You just had another one crack like 100 grand. How, how are you able to create, one, how are you able to create content that people actually want to watch and that boosts your posts like that? And two, did you think, that first one that got two views, did you think it would pop off or were you just making it to make it?
1: I was, I was making it to make it. Um, I have a, a small hesitancy towards jumping on and trying to do some of the trends that I see on Instagram. Um, I feel like I don't want to uh, take every single Instagram trend that other FPV pilots are doing and do them myself um, but some of them, I, I feel like if I can do a, a, a small spin on it or my take and do a little bit of a different view on it, then, then I'm going to gonna try it. And mm-hmm. so, um, it's a, a bit of a funny story that night turned out to be one hectic, cra- crazy night because I went out to go shoot with a buddy of mine, um, who's a a, a fantastic photographer. And, um, uh, Andrew goes by Andrew Optics on Instagram and, uh, we went out to shoot at, at one of his, his favorite spots, which was, was these train tracks. And he has had, has had an incredible um, um, growth and, and a, a great eye for photography and video and stuff like that. And So he um, uh, was like, well, let's get some BTS shots of you, you know, flying. And I think that that is something that people um, either A, don't get enough of or Obviously people are really, really engagement with, with behind the scenes content. People really want to see that. Yep. And so we got this shot of me putting down the goggles and, and taking off the drone and full throttle it you know to the sky kind of a thing because it sort of shows off you, shows off the drone, shows off the scene. Um, and then I just went for a flight. I just had a fun just ripped, ripped around, got close to the tracks, just just had it in, uh, yeah, just a fun little rip. Um, and decided to take those two clips, put it together. I had seen some, some Instagram trends of what you see versus what I see or what you see versus what the drone sees. And so I'd, I'd seen some versions of that. And so I was like, you know, this is, this seems like a good fit for that trend. Those, those two clips worked pretty well, um, for that to kind of work together. And so, um, I didn't think that it was going to be a, a viral post. I kind of thought that um, some of these things, it might get more, it might get picked up by the algorithm, maybe more than my normal posts because I'm using something that's a little bit more trending. Um, I'm using the text editor within Instagram and those things um, all kind of lend itself to really popping off. But it took a week. It it, it But when I posted it, it was uh, about a week later that, it was all of a sudden starting to just like really, really grow. So I didn't know, I, I, and then my, my Instagram notifications like weren't keeping up, I was on a shoot, um, I was at a festival, so I was, I was working, so I didn't really, really pay attention to it much, but um, I woke up one morning and my post had hit a million views. And I was just like, whoa! <laughs> I I never never knew that something could you know get that much reach, right. and so the uh, the the followers started to slowly trickle up, and and I think it got probably a little over three thousand followers from that that one post, and that that took me from about six thousand followers um, to over ten um, thousand awesome. in, in just a couple of days, and that right. was that was a really it was a fun milestone to hit that that ten k number of, of followers it. it in some ways, doesn't mean anything because it's just just a number, uh, but it is a fun milestone and it it is it it's a shows to me my progression and growth of of you know the content that I that I share.
0: Yeah, so, I mean I think that's awesome because you know one I think that posting behind the scenes things like that nobody's doing enough of it. Um, that would be my tip if anybody is going to do anything different, show yourself more, mm-hmm. not just your work because people, you know, people buy from people and they want to, they want to see you they want to get yeah. to know you and not just your shots that look the same as everybody else. Um, but you going into it and without the goal of going viral and just doing something that you think is, is cool and yeah. posting it, um, I think it's important because a lot of people try to curate things to. to I have, I have it.
1: constantly juggled and struggled with, uh, trying to post consistently and that is something that I have, I don't know, it'll probably hit me in a couple of weeks that I'll, I'll fail again, but I have finally found a little bit of a groove for myself of posting a couple times a week. Um, I try to, the, the daily posting things for a little bit, and um, I think for if you're really trying to be only an Instagram influencer, or just an influencer in general, that might be, might be the way to go. But for me, uh, I like to have a balance of, of client, work and, and, and being able to post stuff on Instagram, um, maybe, maybe eventually being able to get some type of influencer type, um, you know, uh, jobs. But for now, I, I really enjoy the the relationships that I have with clients and then being able to sort of have my relationship with my audience on, on, on Instagram.
0: Yeah. And that audience and your interaction with it is, is going to lead to more work without necessarily... You don't have to be an influencer to have a lot of right. a big audience exactly.
1: yeah, there are so. there are, there are drone pilots that have you know a thousand to four thousand followers that are insanely good good drone pilots, and they're not necessarily posting all of their work because they're they're just they're getting work and they're they're doing good at their, what they do. Yep. And I think it's um, it's great to to, to to not have to post. you know if you don't have to post to continue to, to grow your career, I think that's even better. But I also enjoy, get, you know, sharing my work is especially, you know, it's always mom and dad that are like, thank you for sharing because yep. we don't, we don't, we don't get to see you enough. We don't get to see, you know, what you're doing with your life and exactly. people, people enjoy getting to see that. So <laughs>
0: 100%. I, I'm all a big believer in posting more and showing people what you're doing. And with that, we're now going to get into the fun part. Oh uh, we're going to get you on the drone. have a couple more questions for you. Okay. But, but that was awesome. That was a good, good session main idea of this podcast is to show multitasking while flying a drone, something that I think is really interesting. Um, podcasts like Hot Ones, where you're doing two things at once while still having to think critically, um, I think is a really engaging um, you know, just concept. And so we're starting this, doing it with FPV. Um, the most interesting part of this podcast is going to be while the pilots are flying the drone, and I'm going to be grilling them with questions. Uh, and yeah, don't crash. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> might, 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 a couple times, but uh, <laughs> no this is, pressure. This is, uh, this is why you uh, fly with these little tiny ones to to learn and, and get better, because you can you can take a few hits and keep on going. Oh yeah. All right, so this is the uh, no 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 branding uh, Pavo. This is the uh, Beta uh, uh, Meteor 75. This thing was like 100 bucks, 115 bucks, and like I'm very impressed with the, the the quality. I mean, Whoops have come a long way from when I was first flying tiny Whoops. They're they're pretty impressive nowadays. So.
0: All right. It's like a little fly. Should
1: be rolling. Here we go. There he goes.
0: How, when you're starting out, how important do you think it is for people to go in a simulator versus flying like a small one like this? Like, do you think you need the simulator or is, when you have one, you don't really care about? What do you it's, think?
1: You, well, I will say I'm a, a bit of a different um, pilot than probably most nowadays because. I learned on, on drones that did not have any sort of self-stabilization. They right. were, they were uh, completely um, acro from the very beginning. And so I never really had that, the chance to try simulators. They weren't around when I was kind of learning how to fly FPV. Um, so I got to learn the kind of the old-fashioned and hard way, um, which is you know, a totally fine way of doing it. But I think that simulators, if you can, Get a good transmitter. I mean, they're so cheap nowadays. This boxer that I'm flying on right now is like 140 bucks or something. I've upgraded the gimbals, but you know they, they are really, really very um, easy to um, acquire nowadays that you can just get one of these things uh, and the, the simulators are only you know, 20, 30 bucks on Steam. Um, and you can crash as much as you want on those things. Woo! I just had a little gap. <laughs> <laughs> um oh, yeah. and have a great time i will say that like i said i'm not quite like other pilots the simulator unfortunately for me makes me very sick um just about any time i get on the simulator i'm, I'm on a mac so it's not the the best uh simulator experience but mm-hmm. the frame rate whatever it is I can fly a simulator for about 15 minutes before I start getting nauseous and yeah. I have to, to put down the, the controller. I can fly under the goggles for hours and hours and hours um, without having any sort of nauseous feeling at all. Um, I really feel pretty confident and really great flying with a little bobble there, a little, little wire. Uh, so yeah, I can fly uh, just fine with the goggles. So, but I, if you're just starting out, if you're just learning, it gives you such an idea of of the way that that
0: ooh, whoa did you crash?
1: Mm, no, <laughs> I had a little bump. I'm starting to go low battery signal, so we'll we'll start bringing <laughs> it on here, but no crashes, just little little bumps. That's why you uh, you have something with the little prop guards cuz you can uh yeah. zip them around without any issue.
0: Oh, oh. Almost caught it.
1: <laughs> almost. Let's change batteries yeah, and let's get this battery changed going.
0: Up. While while you're changing them, uh, how do you think that, you know, you you were seem to be pretty pretty damn early in the FPV game, about, you know, 10 or so years ago. How do you think that the industry's changed so far?
1: It's it's progressed very quickly into dual operator. Um, I think that that's, that's really, really taken the, the, the film cinema industry by, by kind of storm is um, how quickly FPV came into that world. I think directors instantly saw the, the downsides of, 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 of not being able to have the camera... Uh, Level out for certain shots, and I think that FPV is so great for so many things Um, But if you want the perfect camera, it's got to be able to move in every kind of way, and that's that three axis gimbal uh, sensation so uh, dual operator is is, um, become a big thing and it is uh, Already changing movies. I mean it is it has changed some of the, you know, huge Hollywood movies, Transformers, um, Ambulance, you know, um, if you, if you uh, yeah. yeah, exactly. Gran Turismo well, most recently one was one of them I just saw yeah. recently. And, and I just, I love that movie. I had such a great time. The ex- exhilarating feeling of, of flying, they did a good job of bringing that sensation, mm-hmm. um, probably to race car drivers as well. But, you know, for me, it, the, the, the exhilaration is is flying. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let me change the batteries here. Grab a different pack.
0: Battery number two.
1: All right. Okay. Arm it and
0: Take it off. What's going through your mind while you're flying? Who? Oh, um, other than thinking about having to answer a question right now.
1: <laughs> well, yeah. Other than trying to answer questions, for, for me, um, it is... it is it, All changes on where I'm flying. You know, If I'm flying for fun, if, if I'm flying at a place, like at just a park or whatever, then... For me, it's kind of flushing out what is the drone, what can the drone do, where what is it, um, uh, what is it uh, a- able to respond, what's mm-hmm. the kind of throttle input and output, um, so I'm just kind of enjoying um, exploring an area. If I'm filming and I'm on set, then I'm I'm real focused on you know what is the shot that I'm trying to get, what is the subject, where uh, where are they going, and how am I going to kind of maneuver around them, and um, Really, it's it does get to a certain point where uh, a lot of people have said it is you can get to this sort of flow state of you're just kind of sort of connected one with the drone. Every movement that you're making, um, you you don't really think about where your fingers are at and what they're doing. It's muscle um, memory. It's muscle memory. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm overly thinking about my 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 fingers right now because <laughs> I'm having to, to to have a conversation and chat, um, but I'm just ripping around my backyard right now. I'm, Going to look a little bit taller here to show off LA, nice. and uh, and then uh, get a what's, dive back on down. What's
0: uh, one of your hidden talents outside of flying a drone?
1: Ooh, hidden talents. Hmm. Um, I used to be really good at Beat Saber. Um, nice. Something that uh, <laughs> I don't really do it anymore, but uh, it's something that uh, translates well to, to, to fast VR, action, right? to uh, having um, a good response uh, time to. Input. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Ah, oh. There he crashed. He crashed. That's I the did. first one. Yeah. I was trying <laughs> to fly underneath the table and. Uh, go make the walk and, of shame. Uh, to go yep. get it. Yeah. <laughs> did the uh,
0: little bump and.
1: Small gas.
0: We'll call that the walk of shame now. When they <laughs> crash, I <laughs> gotta go get it. <laughs> All right. Let's keep it going. Um, if you could choose one historical moment or place in time. To be flying your drone at, what would you choose in, wow. in, in the past?
1: Hmm. I feel like it might be some sort of crazy, um, like, explosion. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, whew. yeah, like f- having like Chernobyl or something like that. Yeah. Like, something crazy would, would be really, really nuts. Like, I would. I would like to do Chernobyl because then I can be at a nice safe distance mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and fly, my, far away. fly my FPV through some crazy, gnarly uh, uh, experiences rather than uh, risking those lives of those pilots on that helicopter that crashed. I could have hopefully sent in a drone.
0: I think that's what they would do nowadays. Yeah. Sure. Um, what personal achievement are you most proud of in your life?
1: Personal achievement. Mm-hmm. Um, well, well, we'll keep this in line of drones. Uh, one of the very, very first shoots that I was ever on was uh, a, shot, a shoot for Microsoft, for Microsoft Surface. And uh, I knew that I was going to be uh, the second pilot, not the first pilot, not the primary pilot on the shoot, but the secondary pilot. Didn't know who the primary pilot was until basically almost the day of filming. And uh, I was there to get some Mavic shots, but then also. Um, very last minute, they wanted a 360 shot with FPV. This battery's almost done, so I'm gonna try and finish this question. Good. But uh, come to find out that it was, I had to fly uh, right after Johnny FPV uh, <laughs> on set. Wow. And so I'm pretty proud of, of being able to perform, being able to get a shot that the director was looking for right after Johnny FPV had flown his crazy X8 you know, Komodo, and yeah. I'm flying a, just a little GoPro 360 camera. Yeah. And I'm, I'm pretty proud of that moment. So nice. we're going to bring this on in. Woo!
0: <laughs> <laughs> so that was your only battery for that one?
1: Yeah, those are the two batteries on that one. So we can either... Let's see. All right. It's been a little bit since i flown this thing. Let's see if everything's All right. working on it. All
0: R- right. Round two. Walk us through what drone you're flying now. Versus All right. So last this time. is
1: the uh, Pavo Pico. And uh, quite a bit different. Oh, this thing's this thing got some power. Oh, my gosh. I can actually see birds Ooh. and everything around here. We can actually see all of downtown L.A. Oh, yeah. This is pretty nice. Um, yeah, this thing is really pretty good comparatively to, uh, to the uh, analog. analog system. Yeah, I can see just about everything now. I'm definitely... Oh, somebody let the Uh-oh. dog out. Oh Dog's chasing. Unfortunately.
0: <laughs> <laughs> all right. Who has been your biggest... Ooh, there
1: you go. Who's who's the guest outside? This is a uh, uh, so Cash Bunny's uh, currently outside right Ooh. now, and she's getting uh, the dog. She's she's uh, yeah, kind of ranging the dog around a little bit.
0: Who's been your biggest hero or influence in your life so far?
1: Ooh, that's a good question. Um, <laughs> this thing, the audio on this thing sounds oh so good. So low, it doesn't buzz out loud. Um, the my biggest influence, I. I gotta say, it's probably my dad. Um, my dad is uh, an incredibly inspira- inspirational guy. He he's a guy who who climbed Mount Everest, mm. um, who has uh, supported me through all of these uh, technological uh, toys and tools. Uh, he's really supported me throughout my entire life, uh, and and I really, yeah, it's my dad.
0: Awesome, that's a good answer. Um what are your top three favorite musical artists? Or who do you listen to the most?
1: Well, I'm gonna go with. It's always hard to say that of who who my favorite artists are. Um, I'm gonna probably go with who who I've been working with recently. And uh, recently, I've been filming uh, John Summit and Dom Dalla, and they've, they've they're just fantastic guys. I love their story. John Summit used to be an accountant before being a DJ, and now he's doing that full time. So I mean, it's just it's 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 so cool to see. Uh, inspirational people, creative people that used to do something completely different before the pandemic or, yep. or, or whatever to, to now, um, you know, doing, yeah, uh, work completely, completely different.
0: Pretty similar to you, right? Yeah. That's awesome. Um, I asked you what moment or time you'd fly in. What about what's one fictional setting, like a, a, a setting in a movie or from a book that you would want to fly through?
1: Ooh, That is a good question. I would really like to fly, I'm having to keep an eye on my dog, so she doesn't. I would t- say flying the, the drone. flying the
0: Death Star <laughs> in Star Wars.
1: Yeah, f- yeah, flying the Death Star would be a pretty amazing. <laughs> one, um, I think that um, yeah, anything in Star Trek would be pretty amazing. Um, I think uh, flying around Hogwarts would be pretty that cool would, too. No, like just sick. dive bombing um, Hogwarts would yeah. be a pretty amazing place to fly, and then like chasing oh yeah chasing um quidditch i mean how awesome would that be my dog is just having a field awesome. day out there It's
0: probably some good footage huh <laughs> with the dog
1: she's just having a field day with her toys just about the end of the battery yeah getting close
0: all right where do you see yourself five years from now you know you've had quite quite a last three years and with the big advancement of your career where, where do you see yourself in five
1: I would love to see myself on a Hollywood production. Um, nice. I would love to to be on a Netflix movie to to film um, with a with a, with a Hollywood crew. All right, this battery's done. We're gonna come on in here.
0: Who's which pilot do you want to fly with the most? I know you said Johnny FPV earlier. Is there any others that you? Uh.
1: I got to fly with Johnny FPV. He's a he's a he's a great pilot. He's pretty amazing. Um the uh um Benoit would be another another pilot that uh, i would love to to meet in person um I, i've really the the community is still still fairly small in some way so it's really kind of totally. cool to be able to stay connected with a lot of these pilots through instagram that i've y- never even met in person and a good portion of them everybody knows um, everybody yeah it's it's a small community still so i like awesome. that one more battery uh yeah the
0: last question this is fun what, what do you think so far
1: i like it yeah i like the format um i uh i'm really hoping that that auto recorded on that last one so uh, i'm gonna make sure that this is recording for sure on this one the other one like auto records this one is a little finicky mm. but i think i i think it was recording
0: sweet no worries Ooh. Yeah, there, that's a little powerful guy
1: yeah it is pretty it is pretty powerful
0: what is your, your dream location to fly around the world, whether for work yeah. or just personal?
1: One of the things that has been something that I've really wanted to fly for, for a very long time, ever since I saw it, is every 4th of July in Alaska, they send these old wrecks of cars off a giant cliff. Mm, I know and what you're talking about. They, mm-hmm. just, they just send them off. That's so and the only footage that I've ever seen is like from a GoPro inside one of them. Um, and, and I just think that they are desperately in need of like FPV footage of that. And how cool would it be to go flying after a, a car just,
0: that's going, just
1: just going to its death at the bottom of a cliff. Like I would love to get that shot and I'd probably even like full send a drone at least once into the car with the shot i mean just to maybe get that shot you're going out there you, know? you might as well. yeah exactly i think that would be pretty fun we're
0: gonna we're definitely gonna figure out who who runs that and we're gonna get a hold of them and we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna make that happen because i think that would be awesome i would love that what um do you think are the outside of technical skills and flying ability what are the most important like soft skills that an F T V uh drone pilot needs to have
1: well, uh, like we talked about, customer service. Yeah, you, customer working. service is a huge part of it, and I think obviously video editing, um, being able to, uh, you know, take handle your footage and and know what to do with it, and how to, um, you know, basic stuff. You don't need to be a VFX master, but you do need to have you know the knowledge that when directors or clients are talking to you about, uh, you know, what they want. Um, you, you need to be able to understand and be able to speak their language and that's that's a definitely a big part of it
0: you a coffee or a guy? i'm
1: a coffee guy i um i love making my own coffee i've got a fancy little uh machine that i uh i make my make my coffee with every morning um when i'm when i'm flying music festivals that i get to travel to i have a self-converted van that i have a whole bunch of solar panels on 400 watts of solar and one of my favorite things is being able to make coffee in the middle of nowhere, just with the, with, with the power that I have from the sun, yeah. charge my drone batteries from the sun. It's, it's a beautiful thing.
0: Amazing. Favorite car brand. Which, what's your dream car?
1: Ooh, um, I, it's, it's probably my old car is, uh, my old Subaru, my uh, Subaru WRX. That was my, that. one of my favorite cars
0: everyone would say, you know, lambo or ferrari or some, you know, crazy car and you're picking your old subi.
1: Yeah, my old my old subi is definitely one of my one of my favorite ones. I mean, I I'd, I'd take a Porsche. I've just never driven one and so I I don't know what I don't know what the experience is like. Um, I'm definitely a utility over like speed guy. Like that's the reason why I drive a van is my daily is cuz I can take all of my drone gear and everything I need with with me and and I I would much rather being able to uh, you know, uh pick off and, and and stay anywhere in the middle of nowhere with my vehicle rather than having something that I can barely fit, you know, uh two or three other passengers in. <laughs>
0: yeah. Well, how do you want to be remembered? What do you want your legacy to be both as an individual and a drone pilot?
1: Uh, I would I would like to know I would like to be known as a as a very competent and good drone pilot. Um I of course. Don't claim to be the best in the world, but I think that that I can have a consistency around getting the shots that, that clients are looking for in this battery is done. so I'm gonna need to come on in here. <laughs>
0: nice. So we're waiting on uh, all the batteries died for the, the little guy that he was flying. and you know this is a good case study for what he was talking about earlier. About needing to be willing to go with the punches and go through the technical stuff. What, what are you doing right now? Uh,
1: so right now we're just uh, um, it's updating the n- uh, nano receiver from the TBS Crossfire. So it's about 80 percent done here. Once once it finishes, it should hopefully stop beeping, and then we could, should actually be able to do a little quick cover test to make sure everything else is working right. But um, yeah, just shows
0: mm-hmm. how much technical skills you know. It's not just flying a Mavic and pushing some buttons. It's mm-hmm. like no, you're an engineer. <laughs> You guys are technical masters.
1: Luckily, there, there, uh, anyone that has tried piloting FPV instantly understands how difficult it is. You know, so there, it's something that um, people don't ever go to you and be like, "Oh, well, I could do that." People go up to me often, and are like, "I tried flying a drone, and I, I kept crashing, and it, did, it didn't work well for me."
0: <laughs> how much more valuable do you would you say that FPV is versus? any other type of videography because you know there's a lot of people that will they'll just charge the same amount for FPV or even cheaper to get the gig than other types of of video whereas what you just described FPV is that much more difficult it's a whole new skill it's completely yeah. different do you think that's as important to to make sure that the industry stays at that level
1: it is it it we um especially with FPV unlike uh, traditional mm-hmm. cameras were as soon as we're taking off, we're instantly putting our, our camera gear at risk. Um, it, these things are flying machines, and um, while we do everything we, we possibly can to, you know, mitigate issues, we're often trying oftentimes flying uh, as dynamically as we can, as fast as we can for certain shots, flying through and close to objects and near proximity. So all of those factors really lend itself to it being um, pretty risky for your gear and um any pilot knows that they've crashed and had to repair and had to replace content uh, replace replace gear and so when you're going on to a shoot you you need to be bringing backups you need to be able to um you know if something goes down you don't want to be standing there saying well that was it that was all i had and so redundancy it, there 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 does need to be a, a compensation that is is uh, comparable to that because you're not just bringing one camera you might be bringing multiple cameras and multiple packs to be able to get the shots that they need to. Um, so that's another part of this business is um, being able to uh, get the shot while, uh, you know, dealing with all of the gear stuff that might be going on. So, yeah, I think it's it's an important part of it, and, and that's where um, the compensation does come, come into play. Um, we also, uh, with FPV, in order to stay compliant with the FA regulations, need um, additional personnel um anytime we're on a set uh sometimes that can be handled uh through the set um depending on the way that things go but um it is something where you need multiple people for a drone production
0: totally right. charge based on value people not you know don't undersell okay stuff's valuable all right let's get it going
1: okay, let's take off
0: we're now on the third drone what are we flying now
1: I am flying a CineLog 25, and I am getting some really horrible <laughs> video right now. It's getting really chunky out there.
0: This is this is part of the fun. All right, let's finish that question. Yeah, exactly. Who we asked, so. who's your, your biggest, uh, what did I, I don't even remember what I asked. Oh, how do you want to be remembered?
1: I would like to be remembered as a uh, pretty comparable pilot, although this this drone is not giving me... <laughs> the uh, time of day to Let's really do that going. so Let's I'm just gonna kinda going to kind of orbit this uh, blue thing out here because mm. video is so bad
0: this is what this podcast is for <laughs> yep you, you guys might
1: see the recorded uh, yeah video is really do. really chunky but these are some of the conditions that you might have to find yourself flying in and you might have to make decisions to, uh, to change or change the shot that you're going to get uh, re-explain the director about the challenges that you might be experiencing and uh, reset expectations uh, but yeah. It's uh also uh now that i am getting used to the chunkiness, I'm getting used to being able to fly with it. So. Nice. Yeah, you, you adapt. Be, this industry, you have to adapt very quickly.
0: 100%.
1: Uh so the person, wait, what was the question?
0: No, no. no, no. A, how do you want to be remembered? <laughs> <laughs> how do you want to be remembered? Outside of being a pilot, outside but outside of being
1: outside. a pilot, um is someone who's uh I guess supportive and and helpful. Um I would I don't know how to answer that question. I I would like to be um, known as someone who uh, is supportive of other pilots and um, um, kind of uh, contributing to to this industry and the ideas and things that we can do with it. So um, I think that's kind of what I'd like to be known for in some ways.
0: Yeah, absolutely. What's the biggest personal obstacle you've ever had to, to conquer?
1: Uh, I think, uh, a part of it is, 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 uh, imposter syndrome and, and feeling like there are, there's always better pilots out there, which there, there are, uh, there's, there's better pilots out there, but I, I have to constantly remind myself that I, I can bring a very unique, uh, perspective to the, tight cap, (laughs) a unique perspective to what I, what I, produce what what I shoot and uh mm-hmm. I'm I'm proud of that
0: 100 percent, it's showing so I stole a tradition from the podcast diary of the CEO where the one guest asked the next guest a uh, question and the last guest which was Mo who's filming this uh, his question was what brings you true joy
1: Ooh. I think coming down after a flight knowing that you got the shot and taking off the goggles and getting to rewatch it in HD. I mean, mm-hmm. the the feeling of of uh, of being able to you know, you, you get to experience with FPV you get to experience the shot twice. Once while you're flying and then again when you get to replay back that footage. Yep. And there's just something about that that's that experience and that sensation that's just so much fun. I love that.
0: What about outside of piloting a drone? What was the question? What brings you true joy?
1: What brings me true joy? Um, right now, it, it's uh, probably it's 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 a toss up. But it's probably my dog. Yeah, my dog brings me true joy. I, I knew you were gonna say that. Yeah, she's she's <laughs> she's an amazing pup. Oh. oh, I just put it in a planner. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's a perfect way to end. That was the last question. Um, yeah, how was your? How did you like that?
1: That was fun. That was that was a really a uh, fun fun experience. It was uh challenging to to fly and 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 answer questions at the same time yeah um but it's also a skill that uh we find ourselves having to do on set sometimes so getting yelled um, at and pulled in a million directions while
0: while flying awesome well thanks for thanks for doing this with me and making the good content and answering the questions for sure everybody
1: had a great time good luck thank you so much good luck going down the road